Blog Talk Radio. Well, that's cool. 
Um, so, you know, we have a guest this evening, and we're going to bring her on in just a bit so she can give us all her information. However, um, we got to kind of throw out our topic so that people can be thinking about how they want to stir the pot. So we're talking about entering new relationships, right? And Right. You know, for one, one of the things that I, I really want us to talk about is if it's a different set of standards when we're talking about genders or not, um, you know, if it's expected to be the same on both sides. But we're going to talk about um, how we deal with those scars from our past when we are trying to hook up with somebody new. Um, and is it necessary for us to heal all of the issues of our past before we bring someone else into our mix? And if it is something that we need to heal from, does it have to be done in isolation? Do I have to be by myself before I can get right and then find somebody? Or is that all part of the process? Which, you know, we're not seeing what people say. It will be interesting to know what people say. So, um especially people that you think you know what they're going to say and then they, they catch and change up on you. And I'm not talking about you, but I am. Yes, y'all. I already know y'all, and I ain't mad at that. But um, you know good and well, if you can predict what's going to come out of my mouth, something's terribly wrong on my end of the spectrum. <laughs> I'm not, you know, I after you busted us out last week. Well, I mean, you yeah. let me look. I, no, I didn't, and I specifically, because I had to review the tape. I, was, I had to roll the tape you back, and I remember tape. saying, saying, hey, no, wait, don't, uh-uh, don't. <laughs> I remember. I uh-huh, remember yeah, in other words, so in other words, you have opened the door, and then you tried to slam it before I stuck the foot I in, like, like, you know, screwed up then. Yeah, what, I mean, you know, call it what you call it, but I was like, shh. And you like, no, I'm not going to no, we just, up now. And it's all recorded and archived and stuff. But it's okay because yeah. it's, it's okay. It's yeah, of course. Always. We're going to get past it. We're going to get past it. Hey, did you, did you see I tagged you in something on Facebook? Say it, you know. Did you see that I tagged you in something on Facebook? Yeah, I saw I saw the T-shirt. Y'all. I'm still cracking up like real. <laughs> And I know he's going to call in today because that's what he does. And, um, oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. But, yeah, it's going to be, um, yeah. And I, I couldn't hold it. You know how you got a good joke and you just can't hold it, so you want to tell everybody, you're like, say, man, let me tell you this. Well, so, we'll see, yeah, we'll see, I couldn't we'll hold it. Now, they, now, now, now you got my folk curious because they're trying to figure out what the triple threat was. So I was like, oh, oh, oh. I guess we're going to have to try to ask the brother, you know, we're going to have to ask the brother when he get home tonight so I can give my answers to my folk, like, you know, what's up with the picture? And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, because I know a dude was like, what the hell is that? That's a T-shirt, but I do know what that means. He was here when that went down. He was here. Yeah. You know, don't but be that's acting all, like you right, know. But that's all gravy, though. But that's all gravy, though. But see, I, I got posts that didn't see this, that they didn't listen to the show last week. So they trying to find out this week because you put what it on the What the hell page. is that? Exactly. <laughs> 
So we gonna well, find out I when just Raw gets. I couldn't hold it because I was just gonna mail it and let him get in the mail and be like, "Oh, they got me." But I couldn't. I was like, everybody got to know that I mailed this because he need. I need people to know that I'm for real. We got to protect the sisters. Okay, but we are going to go ahead and bring our guests on so we can get back to some discussion after we do some, you know, um, introductions and stuff. Um, Our guest is authoress Perry Forrest, and I always almost say her name wrong, so I had to make sure I got it right. And um, we're going to get into authoress Perry's business a little bit to see what she has going on. Are you with us, Cooper cool. mm-hmm. Perry? I am. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I'm really good. Tired, but I'm and, good. Oh, good. That makes a whole bunch of tired ass people on the line. So nobody feels <laughs> like anybody is better than the other. It's gonna be a whole lot of crazy. Absolutely. Each <laughs> <laughs> other up. Oh. But we wanted to give you a platform to promote some of your projects. Tell us what you do. Tell us your titles. And then we're going to go ahead and baptize you in this here water. (laughs) All right. Well, let's see. The one that I'm working on, the one that I'm promoting right now is my debut novel, and I just released that. I just published it, I want to say August 1st, and it's Revolving Doors. And it's actually a prequel to a short story called Rendezvous that was published in February of this year. And that was kind of like my first real stab at writing officially, not for school, but for an audience. And so um, it was written as one-fourth of an anthology with with the instruction to have, like, not necessarily a Mardi Gras theme, but with at least some reference to Mardi Gras. So I chose Carnival for for my story. And okay. that's just like it's something that's kind of close to me, <laughs> but I told mm-hmm. kind of all, and I had my character Gabriella. Her story started off with her headed to Brazil, not for Carnival specifically, but for an annual trip that she takes every year to engage in like a secret rendezvous of her own. So that was a ten thousand ten thousand words short, and was pretty much the whole story was based on like an escapade slash encounter that she had with a past love. And so when I was writing it, I just kind of felt like I I built her as a strong character, like intelligent, she's beautiful, she's fiercely independent, and so I wanted to expand on her story, and then I started to think about, you know, Revolving Doors. So with Revolving Doors, I wanted to tell her whole story and even get out there how it ended up that she ended up going to Brazil every year, because this is something she does every year, but she's also a businesswoman in her own right in the States. But she still goes to Brazil every year, and it actually started with her as, you know, um, she went because of heartbreak, you know, and it was already a place that her family went to annually, so she knew the territory really well. And so, I mean, it's a romance, but there's some sensual moments, there's life moments. I mean, there's a lot of different situations that I cover in the book, independence, entrepreneurship, first love, sexual openness, family dynamics. So there's a lot in the book that I tried to capture her her whole story into. And now I'm hearing from people that they want to hear more, like, you know, why certain relationships turned out this way, her parents. So, you know, I have to give the readers what they want. So I'm working on that second part of that now. Okay. Okay. 
Somebody already back in the lab, put one out and working on that next yes, one. Yes, it's hard. My, <laughs> you are my hero, honey. Because I got some people as mad as hell at me about the sequel. Oh, oh man. You have That's to. okay. I mean, because it's all love. It's all love. It's coming. I got you. Yeah. I promise. I got you. I'm not <laughs> as good. I'm not as good as Terry over here. Well, I'm trying. I'm definitely trying because I have another one out. Well, it's it was a short also. That one, I think I released that. Actually, what happened is when I sent off Revolving Doors to the editors, I got so scared and nervous and couldn't rest. I couldn't do I was up till 3 in the morning. I was just scared about what the edits were going to come back looking like. So I ended up writing another short story in that time that the edits were out. And that one actually kind of took off a little bit. I had fun writing it. I think I wrote it in like four days. It's called uh, The Color of Lies, and it's it's good. <laughs> I even like it. But, um, yeah, so I'm working. I'm trying to finish the sequel. The You know, it's like a little mini series. I'm trying to finish that one before I start working on this other book. Okay. 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 So that's how you kind of calm yourself is in your writing. Uh, I couldn't, yes, because when I was in school, I couldn't, I was reading, you know, all that dense reading and then writing for them, reading for them, all of that 300 pages a night. I had no desire to write at all, no desire to write. But once it started, you know, when it started to come back, because that was what I always turned to in my youth. When I was younger, whenever I went through hurt, whenever I went through anything, you know, turmoil, that's what I turned to my writing. So when school happened, it just kind of, it was supposed to be a good experience, but it kind of wasn't because it took something from me that made me happy. <laughs> so now being back to the writing, it's like I can't even stop. I don't want to stop. I just want to keep writing. And that's a good thing because when, when it's flowing like that, you don't want to stop it. Right. And while we're talking to you, um, there are some special requests. So while we're talking, give you some time to kind of, do you have your material with you? Or are you somewhere where you can get to your book? Mm-hmm. I have copies here. Okay, yeah. So we would like for you to read from it at some point, but you don't have to do it right now. Oh. Um, so you can okay. yeah, kind of find have, what you want to read. We have readers that want to know some things. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they, they, we're going to tear you up. Don't worry. We're going to tear you up in this chat room <laughs> in a good way. It's going to be in a good way, though. It's a Did good way, really. My hearing go no out every threat. now and then, like it go out every now and then. It does. Like I, I can't hear that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we got a special thing that we got going on with Blog Talk. We do sign language that you can see wow. um, on your side of it. Yeah. See, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to be ready for you. I already knew you were but a mess. See, I already knew. Those people that are called kooks, they don't really even comprehend that way. You know that auto correct me lying. It's the man. Have to get me. You know that. I done told you. The man is trying to take me down. It's that auto correct. It ought to be called auto uncorrect because it's always uncorrected. I didn't say incorrect, but it's uncorrected, my stuff. I got you. Yeah. That's what I said. No, you started that whole conversation. You're uh-uh. not as innocent as you sound. I'm just I saying. I'll put it on the timeline. I already know. I, I, I got <laughs> inbox messages from you. I already know who I'm talking to. They don't I'll, know, I'll but be I quiet do. Now. <laughs> I'll be quiet now. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't erase nothing. 
Don't mess around with me now. I'll put you out there. I remember uh, what you said about Shakira. I remember what you said about Shakira. No, I'm kidding. I didn't I'm say nothing about Shakira. <laughs> Don't listen to her. I'm sure I'll find out before the night is That's not even an issue. <laughs> I'm just messing with her. She started oh, it. Right. We, have way, we have ways of making y'all talk now. Come on. Oh, <laughs> We're not scared of Shakira. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So tell me about how you created your character because you said she's strong, she's beautiful. Tell me what went into her. Was she I will be maybe an alter ego? Uh, exactly, about Gabriella. It's, it, there's a lot of different, I guess, <clears throat> excuse me, parts of me that are in her. Like, you know, the whole thing with Brazil, I used to go there as a child, you know, so I incorporated some parts of my life in there. But I think, if I'm speaking honestly, a lot of who she is is who I kind of aspire to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I wrote a lot of who I wanted to be in her. Like, she's really strong. You know, I'm not saying that I'm not, but it's just the way that she goes about business. She's just really, you know, she went and got her degree. She came from well-to-do parents, but she didn't have her hand out. And so she was dead set on establishing her own name, her own wealth outside of what her parents had. So she's just really like, um, you know, she built, She built. it's just the way that she built her wealth and built herself and made her own name for herself. Like I purposely wanted her strong, but she's a mixture of a few people, you know, but I just, I, it was important to me to have a strong character. But, yeah, I do have, some of her attributes are mine, some are my sister's, some are, you know, different people that I've okay. come across and things like that. And so, yeah. But, right. I don't know. So that's that. So that's that. You know, reality being, you know, sometimes more interesting than fiction can be. You know, that phrase gets flipped around, used however it wants to be. But sometimes I think when we're looking at real attributes in people, and we realize, hey, you know, real people can be more interesting than the fictitious people we create. So that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Shakir. Yes, ma'am. I know that you getting some, um, I don't know, some some love in the chat room right now, but um, you're interested in this particular novel really early in our conversation. You want to share what intrigues you, maybe? Well, I mean... The, the the thing the thing with the actual book, and I, I did a little I did a little research here and there, uh, just to kind of get an idea of what she had in mind with this actual book. And I'm not gonna lie, it, it was it was definitely an interesting premise. I'll, I'll have to give you that credit, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I think we lost all of that. I didn't hear. I didn't hear you. Not to repeat that. What, what did what didn't you hear? I heard him. He said he didn't like oh. it. I didn't say I didn't like <laughs> no, I'm just playing. <laughs> I told you. I, I told you. Got watching. She used that innocent voice on you, and you like, oh, what did you hear, little girl? And then she hit you with some shit from the back. I'm telling you, she ain't nothing to play with over there. <laughs> He's trying to give me a little credit before he go in. I'm just waiting. 
Nah, 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 nah. I don't know. I don't know who you heard from or what you thought you heard, but oh no, 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 no. I don't pull no punches. It's okay. it's not it's not the it's not the sweetness and then okay, bend over, baby girl. No, it's not that. Deep. <laughs> well, good. I'm sorry. I forgot to tell you. Every week he has to say something about bend over. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> okay. No, I'm kidding. Well, I'm kidding. I mean, okay. I mean, it's no, I'm kidding. That way. I'm <laughs> Okay, you keep forgetting that I have my foot. I have my foot on the door. You can't open it all the way. You can't. Man, <laughs> it's a little bit. Whatever. On to this. Okay, no. Think, okay, this is all I wanted from you. Let's let's go back. Well, you, you asked ask re- ask for my opinion on the book. Right, and I wanted to know, as a guy, what intrigued you, you know, because you, you know, your ears perked up real early tonight. So I was like, oh, what intrigued him so quickly? I mean, mean, that's that's what I was trying. I I was trying to keep it above, boy. You decided to want to hit the gutter. That's not my fault. I told you I was tired. (laughs) She always got an excuse. I know that. Uh, yeah, all, well, but see, that's nothing new. I've been dealing with this for the last three, four months. Easy. That's not even a problem. Oh, anyway. Thanks. Oh, thank. What, 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 <laughs> yeah, she's like, yeah, she started out with all that oh, and then she gonna get you. You gonna be like, oh, she's so sweet, and then she gonna get you. I'm telling you, I, I can forward you all these inbox conversations we've had. If you I mean, you can. I mean, you're more than you're more than welcome to, but you already know I can deal with it either way. So it's not really killing me. Back to back to what my original statement was. Thankfully, I know how to stay on track. Um. <laughs> I ain't saying I don't know who could fall off the track, but I'm just talking about you, so we're going to leave it at that. Still going. <laughs> yes, of course. Got to get his point across. Oh, I'm okay. going to do that. <laughs> Any, anywho, I'm looking at, so, so what I was saying was with the, with the, with the premise of the book um, and, and the whole revolving door concept, um, it, it had me intrigued because I've seen it from the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. I've also seen it in my earlier days when I was, you know, flying in and out of relationships as well and then had to kind of try and take a real a, a real account for my own actions in terms of, okay, was this shit really me that was going wrong with some of these relationships or was it them or was it a combination of the two, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. I think what, with with a lot of what you put into the book and, you know, all that other good stuff in terms of, you know, she was trying to, you know, she was trying to be this 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 super businesswoman from what I gathered. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, but at the same time, while you know the business end of things was tight and everything was rolling good and all that other good stuff and whatnot, it it led me to believe that she was so busy trying to hide what she was trying to hide whatever flaws she had that mm-hmm. she didn't take the time to really account for those flaws and kind of deal with those demons before going into whatever she was trying to deal with. And I I think that was the thing that kind of had me more intrigued than anything else because it's, it's almost its own, uh, art imitates life. Mm -hmm. 
that that I got from that I got from just a, a, a quick glance from the book as well from my from from my aspect and my perspective. So, you know, I was I was very intrigued by that. Thank you. Yeah, and the whole revolving doors. I mean, you hit that right on the head. That's exactly what it is. And I I tried to take it <clears throat> um, to a point to where they were both, you know, held accountable and were able to like you know seek redemption basically because it's like for me I think in a relationship. No matter how much one person might try to whine about how they got done or how they were dogged out, a relationship can only fail with two people. Even if that one, even if the other person was just too nice all the time, something happened in the dynamics where it is, you know, it's a two-person thing. Like a relationship can't fail on its own. And I think probably with her, she held on to it too long. But I think I think I tried to write it in a way to where because of what she saw with her parents, that's what she wanted. But she was just trying to have it too early in life. So when she when that happened to her, she just didn't understand it. But, you know, at the end of things, when she, like you said, she didn't ever take that into accountability when she entered all those other relationships. And I don't, she didn't really call them relationships. She just had dealings with people. You know, she came close once, and then she pulled back from that, but she never stopped to take time, even as she made it into adulthood, to see what it was that kept her from really giving her full self to, you know, anybody else. It took years. Right. Yeah, that was what I was gathering for the most part. I hadn't had a chance to really dig in deeper the way I want to, but mm-hmm. that was the, you know, that was the surface aspect that was that was that was crossing my mind for the most part. Mhm. Yeah. And it was weird because when I saw what the topic was tonight, I'm like, wow, <laughs> that's ironic because there's a lot of that that went on here, like the topic mm-hmm. of the show tonight. Yeah. I don't know what the hell y'all talking about because for the last ten minutes I've been trying to dial back into the show. Wow. Yeah. So. Mm. I, yeah. Well, I, I told you this that is because I have not heard that happening on, on this line. <laughs> I don't know what this is all about. The O N conspiracy. I'm telling you. <sighs> no good. That's <laughs> <laughs> all right though. That's all right. I'm back now. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. All that matters. I'm, I'm just, it's, it's kind of, it's weird to me that all the times that I've listened, I've never heard that situation happen before. But since I'm on here tonight, then all of a sudden your mic is tripping and, you know, you got stuff going on. I know. Hey, are right. you trying to tell me something? Like, I'm thinking. You, you. It might have something to do with that whole kook episode. I'm not sure. Like you, oh, you know. Oh, we're back there. <laughs> That's where we are. We're back at that space. You just okay. see how she talked to her guests. I mean, God, I was just offended, hurt, but it's okay. <laughs> just keep talking right now, all this down. Keep talking. Go ahead. <laughs> you never know when you're going to need Ocean more again. I'm sorry. I'll just, I'll just log this down. Remember that time. I got one of those notepads. Remember that time? I'll just log mm-hmm. this down. It's okay. I'm not going to say that maybe it's a CO conspiracy between you and Shakir <laughs> kicking me off the there, airway. I don't know. Look, there's no conspiracy whatsoever. I just, I'm just letting everything flow like it normally do. Shakir got that very white thing going on. I'm just letting it flow. <laughs> See, I told you, just, just keep staying on the line, Shakir. Nobody's safe. She's vicious. It's everybody. You, everybody you, that, it's a radio look, voice you, for real. But I'm just saying, if she gonna 
I mean, she can come. She can come with it. I've been waiting for this. Oh, that's not all trying to come to with nothing. Just saying. Because I'm like, see, I'm like, she already got to deal with me as it is. I know in another thirty minutes or so, we got a certain brother from New York. We got somebody. You know. Yes, yeah, somebody I heard for him. her. I, I think I, my bedtime is at like nine o'clock. Somebody like she'll o'clock. be like, oh, my phone breaking up. Oh, my battery dead. Yeah. I got to go. So I gotta I'm not even worried. You know, I'm not even worried about so it. So what you say? You got backup coming or what? It's not backup? even, It's no, it's not even backup. I'm just waiting for the the the, the generation part of the program, <laughs> which usually pops up around 1130, <laughs> when, you know, a certain a certain brother from New York, they got to do his little thing real quick, going to pop in, and we're going to see how it play out like it normally do. Well, won't y'all let him just, you don't even have to mention nothing that didn't took place. Like, just let it, you know, be all organic and stuff. Don't be, <laughs> you know. <laughs> she said organic, organic. yeah. We're going to see, we gonna see how organic this turns out before it's all said and done. I skit. All right. Are y'all done yet? I'm no, I'm just getting started. Nope, I think I'm done now. <laughs> I didn't come to Okay, so we have some requests from some of our other uh, social media areas for you to um, return to your professional side and quit um, heckling, heckling the host and hosting. So, the, but no, people want to know a little bit more about your authorisness. I made that word. Go ahead and give me that um, trademark. Um, yeah, but they kind of want to know what, where, um, how, how would, what would you tell an aspiring author? What inspired you to become a writer? Well, I think for me, I have, I'm one of those people that I have a lot of stuff in my past, in my childhood, that, you know, there's parts of me that are just like can't have a conversation with my mom because, you know, why would I tell her stuff this late and have her hurt at how how it made me feel? You know, it don't it doesn't really serve anybody. And I've had people tell me, well, you should just talk to her anyway. I'm not doing that. <laughs> She's happy, you know what I mean, just because there's remnants of it that affected me and that affect me in my professional life and my personal life. I don't really feel like it's important to bring that to her at this point, so I write about it. You know, and before, with the uh, do you with use this, your writing as a as a conversation piece, not I even do. to be accusatory, but just a, a conversation. So you get the dialogue, so that helps your healing side. However, you know, mom might know might just think we're talking about one of your characters. However, you know that you're getting the what she might have said had you been able to have that dialogue with her. It's written. Have you ever? It's like like have you had the conversations though? Not going to do that. <laughs> I mean, not, I mean, not even you know, not even implicating that it is real, but just hypothetically because it's based on your story. Um, it's. I mean, it comes you know to what? counseling mode. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know it's okay because I I'm a psych and social major, so I do that. I mean, I do I do it myself. I self-assess a lot. I mean, I free write all the time, just like kind of just to get those thoughts out there. So, it's, I mean, I do it too. But it's not just her. You know, it's a, it's, it's a lot. 
I just feel like, you know, you kind of had a whole thing where it's, that's the person that was supposed to protect you. Like, my father died when I was three. I don't even remember his face. I don't remember what he looked like or anything. You know, did he want a daughter? Did he want a son? I don't remember anything about him. You know, and okay. so it was just her. So a lot of that I take that into consideration. And I noticed she did the best she could. But, you know, there was just some situations that happened with me that I would never even want her to know about. And the reasons that they happened, you know, because she would take full blame for it. You know, so it's in that part of it, I haven't put in any of these books because it's just, I mean, not any of my stories. None of that is there. And I don't, because mm-hmm. I don't want to relive it. I don't want to relive it. Right. And I know I, re, I completely respect, like, our, you know, our the genre that they put us in, which, you know, I don't, like, I really just don't like the whole urban author thing because you don't hear anything, anybody calling anything else suburban author. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of like, but I know that a lot of those books, talk a story, you know, from the streets and from where the girls came from and how I grew up in West Oakland, so I it, it could have gone either way for me, you know, and at times it, it kind of did. You know, I grew up in West Oakland with a single parent where stuff was just crazy. It's still crazy, you know, but okay. I was too scared of my mama. And I definitely <laughs> understand, um, you know, what, what um, I – heard coined that self-therapy where you don't have to uh, place that burden on someone else if you mm-hmm. know um, that you can embrace it yourself mm-hmm. and try to heal through it. So I get that. I definitely get that. Um, yeah. But in answer to your question, like what I would tell a new author is just basically to just write from the heart. I mean, I still write from the heart even though I don't include all of me in there. I don't really feel like I need to do that because, like what you talked about, the self-therapy and everything, I've done it. Like I said, I have over 30 pages of it, and I always turn to it. Mm-hmm. Like I'll write something else. I mean, and through it, I've actually healed myself in some areas to just let certain parts of it go because it was just okay. some of it are from a, a child's po- point of view, you know what I mean? And it's just at times you grow up and it's like, okay, so now I can look at that through a different lens and know that it wasn't exactly meant that way. It's just how you perceived it at that time in your life. So a lot of it, I've healed myself through a lot of it. So, But, you know, I do write honestly. Like, my conversations that I have are honest. Like, I don't really, it's kind of, I, I just freestyle a lot of times. <laughs> and then I'll mm-hmm. come back and edit it to where it's, it's you know, it sounds good. But a lot of times I just freestyle. I just let them talk. And that's really what I do. Let them talk. Let me talk. Whoever's talking, just let the voice go. Good deal. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, for a writer, being able to express your thoughts, sometimes that's all you can do is a freestyle piece because trying to structure it too much and you lose some of the passion. So I mm-hmm. definitely agree with you on that because that's that's kind of how I write too. You know, that um, happened to me when I used to blog. I started censoring myself based on what other people, and I, I, blogging just completely turned me off. So I don't want to censor anything. Yeah, right. Definitely. Nothing wrong. Yeah, nothing wrong with doing that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and definitely, I understand about the whole preservation of of the mom. You know, I get that definitely. Yeah. Um, and we make choices as adults, as conscious adults, and there's a difference, you know, in in being a conscious adult and just being an adult. And when you're more conscious, then that means you're self-aware, you know, as well as aware of those around you. So I definitely feel that um, as well. Um, 
reading um some of what you sent me about your novel and some of what I found on you know Amazon doing my research because that's what grown ups do. But um, it kind of it kind of put me um, in the thought of what the topic is for the evening, and um, that is talking about how your past. You know, um, whatever those scars are, whatever it is that you've experienced, whether it was relationship-wise or personally, how all of that lends to or it doesn't lend to um, those relationships of your present or your future. Is it Mm -hmm. necessary for you to completely heal from a relationship before you even begin to think about a new relationship with someone else? Is Is it mandatory? Can you enter into a new relationship, partially healed on, you know, in the healing process and it it work out well. And are those rules different because of gender? Does gender have anything to do with it? Because one of the things that's kind of ongoing on our show, um, because we do a lot of these gender-based questions, is Mm -hmm. um, are there double standards? You know, well, I, which they are. We know that they are definitely double standards. Um, and so, your that question is coming from the from the angle of people actually knowing that they have these issues. Not everybody does. Like I think that I think some people enter relationships well intended. Like they really think that they don't have any baggage that they're bringing into it. You know, I really think that because I mean, you can talk to some people. Those is the people that'll say, "I didn't do nothing." It was all his fault, well, and, all her fault. Oh, I mean, but what about the conscious people that say, yeah, I'm hurt, I'm jacked up from that relationship? Mm-hmm. Does that mean they necessarily need to say, you know what, I got to wait a minute? Or can yep. they say, yeah, I'm jacked up from that relationship, but he's kind of cute, and I kind of want to holler at him. You know, is it okay? Is it no. touche? Is it, you know, what is it? How do you look at that? You know, it's how do we get it? Is it the decision? I think with I, women, I, though, a woman is going to try to be with that man anyway, wounded or not, because she's got that nurturing thing in there. And she's got that, oh, I can fix him, or I can, you know, if I'm the one that fixes him, he'll love me for life. You know what I mean? But it's, I think that women will try to make that work where they should not. I mean, if somebody is honest enough to admit that they're wounded, I mean, because, I mean, I don't I don't know really how to – I've had somebody in my life like that before. And I didn't understand. He he would tell me stuff like he know he makes it difficult to love him and stuff like that. But I didn't see that. I saw that he had issues that he just wasn't dealing with. And I really thought that I could make him deal with those. And I, I don't talk about this often. I'm not going to go into it too much tonight. But he he committed suicide in 2008. So it was just, you know, he was in Iraq and he had stuff before he went to Iraq. And so I didn't even know about him uh, being in the army until maybe some months into the relationship. So, but I didn't understand that he had other stuff deeply embedded before Iraq. So it was just, you know, like when I started UC Berkeley, the day he came back from Iraq, it's like, why are you starting school and I'm I'm back home after 18 months because I came to first in university <laughs> and stuff like that. And it was just little things along the way. And but his stuff came from five six, seven years old, but he didn't want to face it. I mean, I remember um, him talking to me about it and me attempting to get him and his mother to talk about it, and he blew up, like went off. 
like, don't bring it up to her. And I'm like, well, you need to bring it up to her because it's in our relationship. You know, he would say stuff to me like, promise you're not going to cheat or promise you're not. Like, why am I being punished for her? <laughs> but you won't talk to her. So I stayed as long as I could, you know, and we were still still really close when that happened. So it's, it still hurts even all these years later. But that was just, I mean, sometimes you really think that, if you are that person for somebody, you can help them. But if I, I would just say, I don't think that I would do it all over again. I can't even lie and say that. I would just like to say that if a person is strong enough or feel that that person would really go and get the help and then just stay by their side while they get the help, then go ahead. Because this was a person opposed to therapy and everything, so he gave me all the signs. <laughs> he was not going to therapy. He wasn't going. He didn't want any kind of help, and he didn't want to confront the main source of his pain. So, it wasn't fair to me. It was draining, you know, very draining. <laughs> I can imagine. And and in, in in dealing with that, you know, and fast forward to now, um, would you have dated before you had come to a point like you are now where you can talk about it? And I'm not going to say openly because there are things that are still, you know, kind of, you know, guarded about it, but mm-hmm. I think you just shared a whole lot. Before yeah. you could share that much, mm-hmm. did you? would you have dated someone? Uh, before I could share, I have. I have dated before I was able to share it. And I think did it that, affect uh, your communication? Because, you know, you mm-hmm. had a certain, that's a life-altering experience. Yeah. So it changed you as well. And so how you dealt with people. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, did that person that you date, you know, did did you consciously realize that you were being somehow different and not giving uh, everything and how that affected the relationship you had with that person? Were well, you I conscious was, in that? I was conscious of it, but... I've always been the kind of person that thought I pretty much had everything under control. So even though I was kind of conscious of it, I just figured, okay, if I don't get too close, it's not really an issue. You know, because when I get close, I start paying attention to certain things, you know. So, but I, you know, I felt like, I mean, I think what I ended up doing is, uh, it's, it's, I don't, I don't really know. I don't, I can't really explain it, but I know that I took it. I took it there, and it it did um, affect how stuff transpired in our relationship. The communication, I'm always a big communicator, so I require that somebody does a lot of communicating with me, but I'm not always reciprocal. I don't reciprocate that, and I know I get that, that I do that. Like, I want them, you you need to talk about it. Like, tell me everything and tell me this, that, or, you know, whatever. Just get it all out. But then with me, it's not really scripted, but I will say how much of it that I want to say. Mm-hmm. But I think that also has to do with if I get a sense that they're not being, you know, giving me the full version or whatever it is, the conversation that we in. But I'm really quick in my relationships to be like, yeah, okay, so we need to take our out on Wednesday and talk about this or before, like, set some time, like, put it on a calendar or something. We need to have this conversation, like, in, in living color. So I'm always right. big on communication, like, and that was – when you have people, I mean, you have to have, like, the same communication style. And if you don't, I don't know how that works. I, I just don't 
know if people can survive really off anything like that. Like if you have a person that when they want to say sorry, it's with a hug and a kiss and everything is cool, but then you walk away like that's not, I mean, but then this other person wants to talk it out. When we talk it out and you officially say I'm sorry for what I did, then that's the men right there. But then the other person is like, what was a hug for? <laughs> like that wasn't even, but to them that was the fix. You know, I'm saying everything is good now. Okay. Huh. The difference, I don't know. So I don't think I'm... Hmm? So it's that compatibility. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I'll be the first to say that, I, and I've said it out loud. I don't know if I should keep saying it out loud, but I'll say it. I don't know that I'm exactly relationship material. I'll just, just be real honest with that. And that's, that's not because I'm damaged or tainted. It's just because my expectations are really high now. You know, when you go through something like that, then you have to really kind of like, here's the application, fill it out. Like, I want to know all of this stuff. Have you, you know, do you have any baggage? Do you have anything in your life that if you hear a trigger word or is there a trigger action, is it going to take you back to a past place that you just don't? I mean, it's just you um, You guard yourself and you just, I just dive into whatever else I got going on. You know, family, writing, work, whatever. So... Cool. I definitely, I definitely, um, I can understand uh, your hesitancy uh, because mm-hmm. that's not something like, oh, you know, we, like I said, we were just not compatible and I got to find people more compatible. That's not one of those issues. Mm-hmm. No, that's something definitely. that was very finite and you didn't have any authority over the fix. And like you said, women being nurturers, you can fix it. You know, that's one of the things that makes it hard to heal forward because we're nurturers by nature. That's what we do. And you could you didn't get the opportunity to fix it, even if you were capable mm-hmm. that was taken from you. Yeah. yeah. So yep. I understand um your hesitancy for sure. And then your self-therapy, do you feel like it's ever going to get you in a place where you'll be able to, you know, um, embrace that whole arena again? Mm-hmm. I can embrace it now with the right person. They just have to, I, I don't, I think it's all in, um, I, I can embrace it. I'm not guarded. I'm not opposed to it. It's just that it hasn't happened. That's what I'll say. Okay. And the, yeah. do any of these um, personality traits show up in your, your female characters? And not necessarily the pain part, but that whole uh, revere for who I want to be with. You know, mm-hmm. do you make your female characters a little bit, you know, more, uh, a little, looking for a little bit more, have high, higher expectations? I don't think I've actually written that out yet. I don't think it's been overt to mm-hmm. where, you know, the character is voiced it in the book. I'm trying to think if it's played out in the actions. I'm not sure. I don't think I've actually done that. Okay. I don't think I have. It's a good idea. Trademark Shamor. <laughs> Trademark Shamor. I'm just saying. Just a little plug. Put that in there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm an agent, too, that. on the side. I, I'm an agent, if you look Are for you agent. Really? No, I'm not, <laughs> but I will be if you need one, because I'm just saying I I support my friends. Okay, then you can be my <laughs> agent, girl. 
Represent me. (laughs) Okay. Well, we have a caller. Mm-hmm. And he's a very special guy, and we don't want to leave him holding. This is that part of the show where Ron enters, and Ron gets the opportunity to totally destroy everything that we have <laughs> done all evening. <laughs> the rebel, rebel with a car. He's you said rebel. He's just ignorant. I mean, that's it. Okay, I'm, you know what? I'm not going to start there because sometimes he tries to come on and do right, especially if RJ shows up, Ron, then Ron gets a gold star. So I'm going to go ahead and bring Ron on, and we'll see which one we get. How are you this evening? I'm doing very fine. yourself? I'm good. Thank you. All right. I heard the introduction. I don't know if I appreciate it, but I heard it. Definitely heard it. I took it back a little bit. A little bit, a little bit. That's okay, though. that's okay. How you doing, brother? What's going on, baby boy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything is beautiful on this side of town. I, I was just listening to your show, and, um, you know, I wanted things to be organic. Oh, so, uh, <laughs> you know, I didn't want anybody to mention anything about any other conversations. I just want things to flow. And, um... I'm not quoting he really do verbatim, that? though. <laughs> verbatim, baby, that's what he does. I'm making him a shirt next time. It's going to say verbatim. That's his thing. No, no, I, no, I, I, that's just organic. It's, it's the time. It's just the time right now to say that. Verbatim, verbatim well, is what he does. Y'all didn't tell me he was on the phone, so I'm just going to put that out there. I think that's wrong that y'all set me up like that. Is this kind of setup, boo? Yeah. Okay. This kind of setup. It's called the format. Mm-hmm. It's the format. Ron's always close. <laughs> but, you know, it's a phrase so that we have coined on this phone. show. We just have to mute his mic. Yeah. <laughs> mute your mic. I'm sorry. That always gives, that gives off the connotation that I can't control myself. I don't, I don't know if I care for that. Well, you know, it didn't matter a couple of weeks ago when that testosterone was flowing through here and no, Perfect see, Strangers I, I, came I, I, on this show and told us to mute our mics. And you know, you guys, y'all was like, yeah, go ahead and do what he said. The man has spoken. I'm just saying. I, told y'all to mute. I, I don't know if I remember that. You remember that, Shakir? Don't lie, Shakir. Don't lie, Shakir. I don't know if you remember that, brother. Look, I had a ball laughing because it wasn't that we told her not to do it. It was one of those, I'm going to lay back and see if she actually going to do it. And I'd be damned if she did. Oh, I was set up. Okay. I told you, it's testosterone. That shit, y'all get drunk and it's okay. It's okay. But I was just saying. Ron, do you have something organic or authentic Ooh. or worthwhile to say? Okay. I, I actually do. You know, I had the topic in my head earlier, but then once I heard how the, the flow of the show was going, I, I said, you know what? Wolves oh. and sheep's clothing. That is the perfect topic for me to discuss. <laughs> Wolves and sheep's clothing, I said. Now, 
I mean, I just look at my life. I got a 21, and I got a 10-year-old. And um, wait, 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 wait. You have a how old? 21 and 10. I miss those ages. Right. I don't know what I was thinking in the in-between time. It is what it is, though. So they know how to come with the sweetness. They change the tone of their voice. Can I have? Is it possible? Do you think? So they, they get that whole sweet thing going, and then they hit you. Next thing you know, you're $200,000 old. And, and personally, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I'm, I mean, we need to just call these wolves out because they're really dressing up as sheep. Wow. Then, I mean, I I think about Shamor. I, 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 I didn't see Shamor take, what's she called? Shamor-isms? She got to take credit for 18 words tonight. <laughs> and she trademarked them. She got to have a whole damn, uh, 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 the whole archives, <laughs> everything's going to be under her name. But, I mean, it's a beautiful you name. You lucky I, I can't it. hear what you're saying right now. Because <laughs> if I could, I would cuss you out, I think. No, 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 please, don't do that. That's not nice, because then you'd have to trade lucky on. I missed that. I missed that. Because <laughs> I don't know if my earpiece going in and out or what. But I missed whatever you said. But you wait till I get the archives. I'll find right, you. right. Right, oh, the team um, and 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 then we have our our guest, the young lady, and I'm listening to her voice, and she sounds like like saccharine. She's sweet, like agave. I'm hearing it, but then I, but then boom, that's a zinger. Boom, that's another. And she hit my brother's kid with like two or three of them. I'm like, whoa, whoa, what? whoa, happy. <laughs> hey, it I don't know if I appreciated that. I, I, I mean, I mean, it is what it is. I'm not going to, you know, physically accost you or anything, but, I mean, whoa. It's wolves in sheep's clothing. Um, okay. So then, uh, um, so organic enough for you, Terry? What? Excuse me? <laughs> I'm sorry. What was that? Oh, no, Shamor's earpiece fell out again. She can't hear it. Don't worry about it. I can't hear shit. I don't know what's going on with my earpiece. It's got to be something with him on the line. I don't know. I don't it's know. I, I, I ain't, ain't like nobody tampered with the equipment or nothing. Exactly. You know, it, it didn't happen until this week. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All the rest. I don't know. See, see that's that okay. wolf in that sheep's clothing I was talking about. So y'all got a trilogy going on in a trilogy. So all three of y'all want to attack. I get it. No, no, I'm I not have, attacking yeah. you because right. you know I can't I attack you because I can't have the time hear what they saying. No, and so I never agree with Ron. What you did had your boy. Oh, I never on. agree with Ron. Oh, Ron's I, I, always I, full of stuff. I don't ever agree with him. So <laughs> I, I can't. I cannot. Confirm I that. told y'all to let him form his own opinion, and then y'all had him on the phone already. So no, but see, I, I didn't the form time. my opinion. It organically just appeared <laughs> before me. I mean, it was just like an epiphany is what it was. I'm going to call it an epiphany. Let's call it. You can't Ooh, trademark that. Under siege. Okay. That's how he does. That's okay. how he does. Okay. That's, that's how he does. You know, nobody's safe. Hide your kids, hide your wife. I'm just saying. 
Hide the innocent. I might find your wife. Hide the If she's 70, you probably done already had her. Listen, listen. You keep talking about I'm, I'm not you, bringing up old long. stuff. I'm sorry. Right. I'm just Too saying, late. I make sure I watch my grandmama when you on the line. I know you a sweet talker out of the pens, and I know that ain't right. That ain't right on no level. It ain't wrong right. either. It ain't wrong on no levels neither. All right, so we going to switch tracks and get back where we got my good eye. I got my good eye and her good bifocal eye on you. We watching you. Well. Well, yeah. But yeah, Shakira, let's get back on topic for the evening. Yeah, back on topic, what did they say? What's the topic? Because Ron just came in here and said whatever he wanted to. What is the well, damn topic? Well, said that he kept up with that anyway. He said he always kept it focused and he kept it on in line and stuff like that. And it just didn't went to left. I'm confused right now. Like, I'm just like a little kid in class this first day. Like, I don't know. Y'all need to. Boom. There it was. Did you feel that? She dropped it right on you. Boom. You didn't even see her climb up there to get that high. All oh, sweet no, saccharine. Look, I saw it coming. I just basically set up for it. If that's what I do. I'm just saying. And then he's sitting over there trying to say it's everybody else's fault. I'm just saying. Just trying to help out. I was just trying to help out and agree that we don't know where we are right now. That's it. That's all I was trying to do. We are in Ron land. That's where we are. Mm. Nobody's Ronville, there with us. Or Ronville, actually. Ron Bill. Mm. There you go. Ron Hood. <laughs> okay, we have a couple of callers that are holding their hand up, so we're just going to act like Ron's not on the line. We're going to take these callers and see what they want to say. Area code is 336. You're on the air, area code 336. Hi. It's Imaj. How are y'all doing? Hi, Marsh. Hey. Hey, y'all doing? I'm battered. I think they're good, though. Oh. <laughs> I'm glad you're holding up. I'm glad. Because I don't like you when they try to turn the good girls into bad I know. Girls. Like, I didn't even. This is like culture shock for me. I'm confused right now. Be oh. be careful, baby. That's all I'm just going to say. Tread lightly, my dear. No. Because me and Arthur is Perry Foster, we we, we chat on Facebook. She participates in my blog topic. So mm-hmm. yes, I, I understand. Yes. So yes, I I definitely understand. And with the whole waiting to be in a relationship after being in a relationship and mm-hmm. taking that time out to really get back to you. Because relationships take a lot out of you. People fail to realize it. But after you've been in a relationship with someone for three years, you've lost pieces of you. So you got to get back to it. And I'm the one that doesn't like kind of in necessarily isolation mode. I don't go out and date anybody else. I kind of keep to myself and work out the inner junk mm-hmm. and then try to reintroduce myself back into the world. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I am one of those. Now, I do have some friends that are not like that, and they introduce themselves to the world as a, as I, I don't want to say host, but that's what I'm going to say. 
Because <laughs> I tried to say it's Here we go. <laughs> I'm just saying some people deal with things differently, and they tend to go that other route. And I just kind of sit back and watch, and watch them self-destruct themselves, and that's all they're doing because they're not healing. They're just allowing more energy to be transferred to that energy. And I watched one of my homegirls one time, like, I'm going to get over this guy. I'm going to go find me the first dude to mess with and do what? Because you now you've had a one-night stand, and he really don't like you, and now you're feeling bad. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. how does that help? Like, it was fine, though. Uh, okay, <laughs> please go sit down. Stage left. But right th- but that's because he answered, you know, he entered the scene knowing exactly what he was doing. It was a one-night stand to him all the time. Right. He, he wasn't looking for anything more. It was it was that's no more assumption. emotional connection. He could have been looking for his next wife. Oh, well, he okay. he ain't finding her acting like I'm glad you started talking. I'm glad you started talking, Ron, because I had a question. And what was the question? How many times, okay, um, that last relationship where you are the last relationship that we, as your wind-down family, remember you discussing briefly when you decided that this is when you wanted to have your child and then that relationship didn't necessarily go the direction that you wanted to uh, have it go. Did you take time out to heal before you entered into another relationship? There's nothing wrong with me. What are you talking about here? There was nothing wrong with you, with you Ron. I'm fine. There's, There's a lot. I'm Come trying to make sure I heard that correctly because you know my earpiece is falling out. You heard him right. He said there's nothing wrong with him. There's something wrong with you. No, no, no. Seriously, we all evolved. So the same person that you are 10 years ago, you're not going to be 10 years in the future. And hopefully it's a better person. But, um, yes, I'm going through a daily introspection of how I can become better and, and, and trust and believe I have changed some ways about me because some of those ways aren't conducive to having a good relationship. And I, and, I, and I clearly understand that. But one thing that gets on my nerves about a lot of women is I say you was in a relationship for five years and it doesn't work out and you say I wasted five years. I hate that word waste. Because if you spent five years with somebody you didn't learn nothing, then you're a dummy. And whether it's about yourself, whether it's about relationships, whether it's about anything, how to save money, how to do anything, if you didn't learn anything in those five years, that says a lot about you more than it says, well, not more than, but just as much as it says about that person. So, I, I mean, that's one of my things. I don't like when women say that a lot. Some men say it too, but mostly you hear it from women. I wasted this time with this guy. I wasted this. That gives us a connotation that, you know, as you get older, you don't get better. And, I, I mean, I would like to disagree with that. But that's me. And don't you think that saying that phrase is all part of not being completely healed? Because I think part of healing is accepting the fact that, okay, that happened. What did I gain from it? And that is when I know I'm ready. Exactly. It's because I've accepted so, I mean, that means that I'm just not healed when I say that. And in saying that, so if you met your next woman, like you said, that one-night stand, but that could be your next woman, because you and I have this fight a lot, because you do believe in one-night stands becoming, you know, committed relationships. So if that were to happen, 
And she said that to you, you know, I was in a relationship for this long, but it was a waste. Would you be willing to still pursue a commitment with her? Because, like, we just agreed that would mean she's not healed completely. I, I mean, I can't answer that question. I mean, what's a credit score? What she look like? <laughs> How much we had to drink? I mean, there's a lot of factors you got to put into that. And what's a credit score? <laughs> I mean, come on, let's be real fine. So I mean, I just can't say what's a credit score. I don't want to talk no more. Somebody I'm with some sense, please. I, I apologize for breaking it down to that basic level, but I mean, I, I mean. So those are the things questions. that interest you right now: is credit scores. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's very interesting. That's sexy. That's sexy. <laughs> hmm. I ain't gonna lie to you. A six, seven. Oh man, you get it. <laughs> wow. <sighs> wow. Okay. Wow. I, I, I ain't gonna lie to you. I ain't gonna lie. Got to. And the silence says y'all agree with me. I got a seven hundred. You all in love now. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to stay there, but I'm, I'm there for the moment. Wow. <laughs> I'm there for the moment. This is what y'all get for asking the questions that y'all ask in the generation. I didn't ask him this week. But at either rate. I mean, I got wow. a point. I don't like instability. I mean, it, it's to a point. And I think one of, you know, one of my... Um, one one of the, one of the folks in the chat room pretty much explained it, um, and it actually goes to Perry's point that sometimes you'll 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 have something that has been so deep set in that there's still going to be remnants of it even if you do find out even if you do feel like you've you've somewhat healed from that experience you're still going to get you're still going to have those 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 uh, knee jerk watershed moments so to speak where it's going to creep back up and you kind of still have to deal with it even if you're in a real even if you're in a in a relationship that's healthy as it is um and 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 that type of thing. I mean, I've been married to my wife for 10 years now. And there's still some things from my dating life that will still creep up from time to time because it's been because it was it affected me so deeply back then. I may have healed from it in certain aspects, but in other aspects, there may be something that, that whether we might have gone to a movie that you see, you see a scene in a movie and it dredges it up, or you might, you might end up heading on a certain side of town and something dredges up from that as well. So, every, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult to say the words that you're healed completely but sometimes you can be healed to a point where it doesn't bother you if it does try to rear its head within the relationship that you're already in. And I think, you know, one of the most important things that we have to do is, you know, for ourselves first and then to be able to see in others is when it is a scar that's healing and what is their character now. Because I think that at some point it becomes part of their character, who I am now. It's making me who I am now, and not necessarily something that is a bad thing. 
Mm-hmm. So because now this is how I deal with reality because this is now part of my reality and not exactly. necessarily something that's hindering me. So well, I have a question. If that's sure. okay. Sure. Okay. Well, uh oh. So I'm scared. <laughs> no, really. So those people, the ones I think that Ron was saying, or somebody was saying that they say they wasted this amount of years and stuff like that in the relationship. I think um, sometimes that's kind of like the default when people come out of something that they just automatically feel like they got nothing from it but a bunch of years that they gave, you know. But I think it takes a certain kind of person with a certain level of maturity to sometimes look at it and be like, okay, this person wasn't, I wasn't brought to this person for me. They was brought to me for a reason. Like even I say as much as me and that person went through that I told you guys about earlier, and before I was saying the same thing, you know, fuck him. I was I was angry, like really mad because it's like when you go through something like that with a person and it feel like you've beaten a brick wall, and then when we finally did break up, I held, I was I was angry, like you know I wasted my time, blah blah. But then I had to think about it, like this it was never about me at all. It was really all about him because all of that hurt that he had from childhood and from wherever else, no matter what what else I didn't do. He he knew I loved him. So for the first time in his life, he felt love. You know, so I think that that's why I was brought to him. So then I stopped looking at it like, damn, I wasted my time because I didn't feel like that no more. It was me being able to look at it like, okay, he was I was brought into his life for a reason. And that was just that. You know, like, so when people say they wasted their time, I always ask them, like, did you really look at the whole picture? Like, was it really about you this time? Because that's, that's automatic. People think it's all about them. It's not always all about us. You get that somewhere, like, it's not always about you. So I'm just saying, like, sometimes... Well, I, I don't know if you should ask Shamor that question. No, that's well, no, no, no. Shit, no, that was a jab. Y'all missed that shit. That was a jab. That was like, yeah, now what? Say something. Say something. Y'all missed it. I got it. I got it. And, Ron, you well, slow. What you smoking broken. over there? Because usually well, you be on it with somebody jabbing. all of this off. I'm just, she called me a kook before the call even started. Oh, so. my God. I did not. I have well, what? That is not what happened, man. Don't believe her. Okay. It's, it's, I tell you, it's C-O-N spiracy. Phone don't work. She's putting me out there to die. It's fine. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> but, no, Go I ahead. think it's true. I think that some people have to really look at it like that particular situation was not about them at all. Like it might have been about the other person, so it really, in essence, was not a waste. What? Well, Dang, y'all quiet. For some people, I'm starting to wonder what else I could be doing right now. <laughs> I wow. treated like this. What in the world is going on with you? <laughs> Dang it! <sighs> I'm just getting mistreated on my own damn show. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Cool pause. Where's mine? Make it better. That's all. That's all. No, it ain't gonna be better. Bring it in. It ain't gonna be better. It's all damage is done. I've wasted my time with Perry. <laughs> this is some bull. So I can't never get this in. time back again. Bring it on in. Let's get this hug. Come on. Bring, Bring it, on it in. in. I'm not Bring hugging her. I'm not hugging her. Wow. I'm gonna have to write about this one. I'm gonna have to write about this. <laughs> Give me some spirals. Good. Uh-oh. 
that's got the classic write-ins. Like, and I still do that from time to time at work at my desk because them people is crazy. <laughs> it's not enough spiral paper to write about the way uh, Perry came on here treating us. Wow. Perry in our own nothing. house. In our own house, she kicking our dog. It's okay, though. It's okay. I'm generally quiet. Like, that's the thing. Generally oh, no, you still been just like a ninja over there. But no. you got us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got us. It ain't about noise. It ain't about noise. Oh, I'm just saying. Um, I got somebody for you to meet. Oh. I got oh, two Lord. somebody's for you to meet, actually. Oh, dear God. Okay. Who's she talking to? Yeah. Carrie, you ready? I'm ready? talking to Perry. Perry, <laughs> I want you to meet Perry, some people. Are you ready? Okay. I, I'm not. I'm not gonna be quiet. I want it to be known. We want you to meet some people. Welcome to the wind down family, Perry. <laughs> Got some for you. Gracious. <laughs> and I can't. Here's the, here's my problem because I'm having a hard time, and I've been hit on the text. A little bit over here because it's taking me so long to open this mic. <laughs> but I can't have them both on at the same time. <laughs> as much as I want to do that to Perry, I like her. Wow. <laughs> and they're both like, yeah, take my call. Take my call. <laughs> and I'm like, well, not both at the same time. <laughs> Who is trying to come for me? Oh, gosh. They're not coming for you. They're coming for us. Good. Like I said, this is one of those gender fights, and it's a us against them. However, you know how the new the new girl comes to the group, and you don't know if you trust her because while y'all in the fight, she turned and punched you in the back of your head. That's kind of where I am right now with Perry. Wow. But you started. Okay. Because I'm ready to get on here. I got your back. I got your back. Go on and put them on. Oh, God. And then you got to fight this one because this one, you know how superheroes have their own superpowers? Oh, Well, this one, his superpower is confusion. Here we go. Uh Uh-oh. Okay, I already know who that is. Carrie, please come sit beside me. Okay, okay. Please, so... Perry, I would like to introduce you to Jerome. <sighs> Jerome. Hey, what's up? How are you, Jerome? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. That's the first time I heard Ron sound like he kept it real a little bit. I feel you, Ron. You got to have a good credit score. I feel you. I, feel you. I ain't never mad, bro. Never mad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I kind of agree with uh, kind of agree with the sisters united. I think you know people do have to examine what part they play in the relationship, and um, are they healed, and are they ready to get in another relationship? You know, mm-hmm. I've been in some. I took some time to heal, and then I'm. I unfortunately made decisions with women that didn't take time to heal, and it looked like they were just trying to sabotage stuff all the time. So I was basically telling them, like, I can't make up for no black eye some other dude gave to you, you know. Mm-hmm. So either we're going to work together to be 
to be happier and uh, achieve something that we're not. And I don't agree with the stuff the author said about it's about them. Forget that. You get in a relationship to be happier. You know, if you've got some codependency issues, I figure it out. But I ain't getting in no relationship to be trying to be some guardian angel for her or something. <laughs> yeah. But I do think people need to take time to figure out uh, the part they play. And I agree with Ron when he's talking about people talk they have they have wasted time. I'll be thinking, like, he was saying, they're real dumb. And five years is like, <laughs> wow, that's like 1,800 days, for real? <laughs> you wasted that much time, you didn't learn nothing? It made me say, well, we need to do a stage right. She might not even get no one-night stand. Especially your homegirl um, that did the one-night stand, you didn't come back, it might not have been no good. Mm-hmm. He might not have been looking for no one night stand. He might have been like he was feeling it. And then when he got to the moment of all moments, <laughs> it just didn't meet. It just didn't meet the qualification. Why right, her credit score wasn't high enough, right? Uh, he, he checked out possible. I mean, I thought know. that's what everybody was <laughs> credit score saying because Ron said that. Yeah, I was saying he kept it real about the credit school. I mean, how is it that they can, I mean, y'all can look at her credit score, but what's yours look like? Like, you look at it on the other side, too, because one terrible credit score can ruin somebody else's good. We got the credit score from you women. You understand that, right? Okay. But your credit score. So, like, when you meet a woman and give you a whole interview, right? When you meet a woman, what? When you meet a woman, they give you the whole interview, where you work, where you live. Where, they're, they're calculating, okay, if he lives over here in Sugar Land, Houston. Oh, yeah. He that don't mean that. That don't mean that. All legitimate. That don't mean that. Well, I can see so that you enjoy meeting Rob. Rob. Hmm? The other questions are just the camouflage for do you live with your mama? Right. <laughs> that's it. That's yeah, but the whole thing is if the dude with his mom, right? Say if the dude okay. with his mom, he's oh, like Jerome. Excuse me? Jerome. Jerome, my dear. Jerome? I'm listening. Uh, oh, I didn't hear you say, you know, yes or some kind of uh, confirmation that you heard me. Um, as much as we would love to discuss this with you, um, we have somebody that I need to bring on the line, so I need to kind of take you off the line. All right. If that's all right with you. Oh, it's all good. Um, did you all check right, out? I tagged you. I got you something. Oh, the uh, triple threat. Yeah, they need to, they need to get that type of access. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> we got a quadruple threat too. That means when they do the triple threat and get uh-uh, up to uh-uh, home cooked meals. <laughs> uh-uh, uh-uh. Oh, Lord. So far. Home cooked meals. I mean, there's nothing wrong with home cooked meals. Relax. You, okay. I oh, okay. I, know I was nervous. Okay. I was. I was nervous. Relax. I didn't know where that was going. I didn't know what orifice was left to be conquered. I didn't know. 
<laughs> I ain't want to find out, you know, because people need their ears and they nose. I didn't know where you were going, Jerome, but it's okay. Yeah, relax. Um, it's all right. But, Just like when, but, when you do the triple threat, relax. It's all right. <laughs> Boy, y'all. Okay. Jerome, you are so definitely, you are so funny. You are. Well, now you're going to have to be. Jerome, I need you to mute your mic. <laughs> All right. Okay, that's hilarious. Thank you all the time. Okay, yes, we have one more caller that we need to get on before we um, wrap things up and let um, Perry give us some more information about where to find her. So we, we're going to bring this one on because we have not had our RJ feel. RJ. What's up? What's up? What's Oh my God! Are you alive, honey? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I'm cooling. What's up with you? Oh, they took you out of um. Where'd they have you? Like isolation room or something? Nah, man. I just was doing a whole lot of paperwork and working, man. That's it. Ain't nothing wrong with that, man. As long as they keep you busy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right now I'm in Duval getting ready to shoot this music video with my own boy, uh, Jay Miles. So, yeah. All right, what up? So it wasn't enough that you almost passed out? So now you back up, trekking across the country again? Man, I tell you, like, that was just a little glimpse of moment right there, man. That's unexpected, so. Uh-huh. No uh-huh. That's yeah. what they all say when they recover. That's a little something I had ate for lunch while you laid up in, for two and three weeks. That's not lunch, boo. Uh, we okay, ain't heard okay. from you well, in like you know, a month. <laughs> but, you know, I still had hot wings. I had people snuck in some food, so, yeah. That's pitiful. <laughs> but that's okay, you know. We put you on this sick and shut-in list, and look what it did. There you come. You know we had a pastor on the show. He prayed for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, you know what? You know what? I need that. I need that because for what I'm getting ready to release to the world, it's going to be crazy. Everybody's going to need to pray for it. They're they just going to need yeah. more than prayer for this one. Yeah, yeah. I know you got some, some undercover brother stuff going on, so we, we might need to. We might need some some prayer. Well, you know, at, at some point, at some point. Okay, well, um, we want you to meet Arthurus Perry for us. Okay, what's up? How you doing? Good, how are you? I'm all right, I'm all right, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a good candidate for for them sneak attacks you do. Yeah. Oh, it's... <laughs> I'm just saying, right, you know, you, know you, know you lure them in right. with that um, Secure, you know honey lace voice. Right. You put the honey on the yeah, vocal cords, you get them all laced up, and then boom, it's like the Black right. Widow, y'all dead. Who are we talking about right now? Mm. Who are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Hey, yo, Ron, Nobody. what's good? Wait. Hey, it's beautiful, brother. How you feeling? You good? Cooling, man, cooling, man. I'm supposed to be coming into Brooklyn. Y'all going to touch him down next week, so. 
You know, I got to link up with you, man. It's only right. Listen, you get into town, you got to holler at me, brother. You already know, man. We got to shoot a video. Good so Lord. Pop a couple bottles. Damn, can we get a camera crew out there? That <laughs> would be nice. Well, you know what? I'm actually bringing the camera crew with me on this one. It's the doggone reflections little thing. You know what I'm saying? They're going to get a little behind the scenes Check of what I do, up. how I do it, and all Check that. Oh, <laughs> well, Authoress Perry, would you please take the the reins here and let everybody know where to find your revolving doors and any of your other pieces because you said you had some shorts you were working on and then um, you know um, if there's some time left we'll let RJ talk some more but I try not to let him talk too much (laughs) well some more you know I'm at it I'm at it you know I was supposed to get you since last Wednesday but Time and preventing me, but you know I'm gonna get you. <laughs> and I'm so afraid. Do you see me shaking over here? Yep, that's it right there. Okay, so <laughs> go ahead and um let everybody know. And then of course, you know I'm gonna run your run your post again on my page, and then I'm gonna need you to put all your links on there. But would you go ahead and share with everybody still listening where they can pick up your work so they can experience. The authorismness. See, that's my new word. It's all on Amazon. I mean, the, the shorts are also available on Smashwords and Barnes and & Noble, but for this, the debut, um, I did KDP for the ebook, which I will not be doing again, but so that's where it's available. Um, heart, I have mm-hmm, not liking back. KDP. Huh? You like it? I say you're not. You, I said you're not liking KDP. I, I mean, I just don't like being restricted. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just don't. I mean, I don't. I, three months. I didn't know what I was signing up for, so they have the ebook for three months till October. Um, I don't know, but yeah. So everything is on uh, Amazon, and then well, the book is the book is on Amazon, um, but everything else can be found in all the other outlets: Kobo, Sony, Smashwords, everywhere else. But the revolving doors is the only one with a physical copy. Okay. Okay. So when um when I run your post again, mm-hmm. would you put links on there for us? Sure. So that people can just kind of click you and one click you. Yep. Sure enough. Because that's what we hope hope they do. They say, hey, I want to get that lady that was stabbing everybody in the back wow. stuff. That wouldn't I mean, <laughs> no, that's not what they would say, but that's like if I was them and I was saying it, that's my, that might be what kind of how I would say it. But if I was them. You but, mean the I same mean, one that me. said she had your back before the dudes got on the phone and then you wouldn't have turned on me once they I don't like on none phone? of these dudes on this line. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay. You can't, I mean... That's, That's documented in the archives every week. Mm-hmm. Ain't never lie. I don't like none of them. Oh, <laughs> that wow. one that opened his mouth first. He always. Anyway. That's me. Yeah. It's been a long day. I'm trying to stay professional. I'm trying to. Don't hurt yourself, baby. It's, right now. Right now. Right now. It is. It is right now. Right now. It is. Especially when that's what I'm working with. 
And then when they get together, them two get together in Brooklyn or whatever, and they do their little workshop, and ain't nobody coming out better. I'm just saying. Nobody's growing in Beautiful that relationship. Well, you know, well, you know in, in that case, you know what I'm saying, ain't, ain't nobody safe when I come into town. It ain't nobody going to be safe when I come into town. I'm going to throw the biggest party ever, so you know. Oh, wow. I'm so glad I'll be go. on vacation. <laughs> and RJ's back, as you can see. Um, and I don't know, because this is how it went last time. RJ had a birthday party, and he was yeah, all yeah. crunk. On the air, it's my birthday. This is what we doing. We about to be on the Twitter all night, birthday partying. And then the next day, he was like, "Yeah, uh, so I'm in the emergency room, and uh, man, I just see. Where I just want to thank the Lord. I, I love Jesus. It was see, different. It was different was, the next day. It was but real different. See what happened was. See, and today is the first day that he's been able to say a lot. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay, RJ. You know what happens when you start talking too much? Well, yeah, I know. But you know what? Let me go ahead and get this out before you do it. You got 90 seconds, homie. Okay. Well, you know what? You already know who she interviewing on the show, you know what I'm saying, but, you know what I'm saying, y'all go ahead and retweet that. Go get it. You know what I'm saying? Follow her. Two seconds, her. homie. You already know. You know? <laughs> Watch the wine. And that is all you got. Wednesday. It has you been know? a wonderful but, night. You know, I'm about to mute your mic in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah, yeah. That was in the <laughs> GPA. I had to do it. I ain't hung up on RJ in a long time. And I, it was in me. It was in me when he was sick. But he, he couldn't handle it. His heart wasn't going to work. So. Wow. I didn't do it. <laughs> Did you but do it, he well, and I can hang up on him when he well. Y'all don't be feeling sorry for him. Lord. It's been great. Please check my Facebook, some more Facebook, so you can get more information on Authoress Perry, and you can get all her links. I've had a great evening with you guys, and we'll see you next week. Thank you all for having me. Great to have you. Good night, everybody. Good night. Get off the phone, Ron.